We are wrapping up our greater series today. The, our theme verse has been found over in John chapter 14. Man, I'm just believing God's doing a great work in your heart throughout this series. John 14, verse 12 has been our theme verse. It says, Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things. There's a series title. Greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. God's will for every Christ follower is that he would do greater things through your life. God has greater in store for you. Jesus said it like this, you will do greater things than me because I am going to the Father. God's will for you is greater. And if you're not experiencing greater in your life, here's the question I want to pose to you today. What's standing between you and your dream? What's stopping you from living greater? My reason for not living greater is fill in the blank. My reason for not living greater is, well, what's in your blank? What, what word would you put in there? My reason for not living greater is, and friends, whatever you put in that blank could stop you from living greater. What, what, whatever you put in that blank will stop you from doing greater. You see, friends, the one thing that's standing between you and a greater life is an excuse. I want to say that again. The one thing that's standing in between you and a greater life is an excuse, and all of us have excuses. Perhaps your excuse today would be, well, I, I can't live greater because of the friends that I have. They're holding me back. Or maybe you would say it's a dead-end job. Or some would say, well, it's my family. You don't understand the family I grew up in. I, we just, I just can't live greater because of my family. Some would say, well, it's a lack of resources that's stopping me from living greater. Some would say it's my skin color because I'm, I'm black, I'm, I'm white, I'm brown, I'm yellow. I cannot live greater. Some would say because I'm, I'm too short or I'm too tall or I'm too skinny or I'm too big. Some would say I got too much hair and some of you would say I don't have hair enough and you say I can't live greater some would say well I'm too young or I'm too old or I'm divorced or or I'm single or some would say I'm married that's why I can't live greater some would say I, I'm abused I, I'm addicted some would say well I don't have enough education some would say well my car won't run right you got a hoopty come on where my hoopty people at come on now yeah we all have excuses and friends, some of the, the things that I just mentioned are facts about you. But your response is more important than the facts. Your response is more important than your past, than your education. Your response is more important than what they did to you, what they said about you. Your response is more important than your failures, than your successes. Your response is more important than anything else. Your response will make you or break you. The amazing news is we get to choose our response. We can't choose what happened to us. We can't choose what they did or what they said about us. But the one thing we can control is our response. Here's what I want to teach you today. Life is 10% what happens to you. And 90% your response to what happens to you. What happens to you will not determine if you live greater. It will be your response to what happens to you that will determine if you live greater. 
Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond, how you react to what happens to you. And some of you are responding in all the wrong ways. You keep blaming your circumstances for holding you back. You, you, you keep blaming people for holding you back. You keep making all types of excuses of why you can't live greater. Let me tell you about excuses. The reality is that that people who are great at making excuses are seldom greater than anything else. You see, our dreams have to become bigger than our excuses because 90% of failure is rooted in people who have a habit of making excuses. And so they have excuses about why they can't move forward. They, they have an excuse why they can't live greater. They have excuses. Let me tell you what happened to me. They, they have an excuse of why they can't move forward and live a greater life. And life is 10% what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. And so today I want to talk to you about four areas you need to have the right response to if you're going to live greater. We're going to look back at the life of Joseph today. If you're new with us or you hadn't been in a little while, we've been, I, I, when, I was, when I've been preaching, I, I looked at week one and talked about how to live greater. You got to get started. You got to get started. I looked at the life of Joseph. Week two, I talked to you about if you're going to live greater, you have to have the blessing of the Lord on your life. It's critical if you're going to live greater. Last week, Pastor Scotty, one of our executive pastors, preached, and he talked about if you're going to live greater, you have to have your eyes on eternity. You can't just be focused on this earth. you got to have your eyes on eternity. And today I want to wrap it up talking about if you're going to live greater, you have to have the right response. Your response will determine if you live greater. Four areas you need to have the right response to. Number one is pain. Pain. How you respond to pain will determine if you live greater. Let me take you to the life of Joseph. In Genesis chapter 37, verse 5, it says, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. How many know when somebody hates you all the more? That's a whole nother level. And Joseph's brothers hated him all the more. If you're not familiar with the story, his brothers already hated him. Joseph has this dream from God. They hate him all the more. And they hate him so much they want to kill him. And then last minute they decide we're not going to kill him. We're going to sell him into slavery. His own flesh and blood. His own brothers, his own kinfolk sell him. Joseph went through pain. Joseph had family wounds. And for Joseph to move forward in life, for Joseph to live a greater life, he had to respond the right way to pain. And I want you to see Joseph's response in Genesis chapter 41 and verse 51. It says, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Joseph said, God, I responded by giving my pain to God. Joseph decided he wasn't going to become a victim. He was going to give his pain to God. It's easy when you experience pain to become a victim, and you just blame everybody else. You blame situations and circumstances. Your heart is hurting. You're wounded. So you just play the blame game, and you got all these excuses because of pain in your heart. And Joseph said, I'm giving my pain to God. I will move forward in life. I'm going to live a greater life. And friends, we all go through pain. All go through pain. I've been through pain. You've been through pain. If you're new with us today, I 
I'll give you just a glimpse of my story. Some of you know my story. At the age of 13, I was sexually abused and molested by a lady. And it went on for several months. You're talking about pain? Scared to tell anybody? Pain. In my teenage years, struggling with the abuse and my parents split up and divorced. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget the first Christmas when my mom and brother and sister, they moved to Rochester, New York, and I stayed back behind and holding the pillow, crying my eyes out. Even wondering if the divorce might have been my fault. I'm talking about pain. But thank God at the age of 17, I gave my heart and my life to Jesus Christ. And I determined when I gave my life to Jesus Christ because of the blood of Jesus Christ and because of the power of the Holy Spirit, I determined I'm not going to live as a victim. I'm going to live victorious through Jesus Christ. My pain will not be my limiting factor. It will not stop me from living greater. I'm going to move forward in life. And some of you today, you have experienced a traumatic and painful event and you've never recovered the pain of your past has you limping in life you're not moving forward you have an excuse it's your pain it's holding you down what they did what they said how they hurt you the abuse is holding you down and friends I'm telling you life is 10% what happens to you we all go through pain and it's 90% how you respond to what happens to you and I'm here to tell somebody weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning if you'll look to Jesus you can get past your pain and still live greater come on look at your neighbor and say move on come on that's a word for somebody right now you got to move on God has greater for you move on life is 10% what happens to you you got to start responding in the right way to pain number two is this number two number two number two you got to respond the right way to problems to problems Joseph had problems he was sold into slavery by his brothers and ended up in a foreign land called Egypt problems while in Egypt, he's working for, Potiphar's, for Potiphar, and Potiphar's wife falsely accuses him of rape. Problems. Joseph is thrown into prison for a crime he did not commit. Problems. Now he's in prison, and he tells the chief cupbearer, when you get your position back with Pharaoh, remember me. He forgets about Joseph. Problems. The boy had problems. But the difference between Joseph and most people and the average person is Joseph did not respond to his problems like most people do. Joseph didn't respond by saying, I'm going to have this trapped mentality. I'm trapped. I'm stuck. Because of my problems, I'm stuck in life. And that wasn't Joseph's response at all. Yes, life gave him lemons, but he made lemonade. I got lemons in Potiphar's house, but I'm going to make lemonade. I'm in prison falsely. I'm going to make lemonade with these lemons. I'm going to prosper where I'm planted. I'm going to move forward right where I am. I'm going to make good of a bad situation. I'm not going to let it limit me, stop me from living greater. And some of you in this place today, you have to understand life has given you lemons, but it's your response to the lemons that will determine if you live greater. Take those lemons and make lemonade. We all have problems. You're not the only one. I got problems. You got problems. All God's children got problems. We all have problems. 2017 has been a year of problems for the Cooper family. It's been a year of problems. This year, our, our microwave broke. <laughs> I'm trying to push, you know, you ever been pushing the button on the microwave and it won't work? 
Like, what is wrong? Come on, give me, I'm trying to put a time in it. Brother needs his microwave popcorn. Come on. Had to get a new microwave. This year, our dishwasher broke. Now, back when I was growing up, I was the dishwasher. Hey, come on, somebody. Hey, where are, where are you dishwashers? <laughs> Ain't nothing about no dishwasher. I was the dishwasher. But we have a dishwasher, and our dishwasher stopped working. It broke. I'm trying to get the dishwasher repaired and fixed. And think, man, what's going on with the dishwasher? And then my wife, she, one of her tires on her car got flat. And they couldn't patch it. We had to buy a whole new tire. Come on, somebody. Tires are expensive. Come I'm telling you what. And then my wife got a slight second flat. My like, girl, where are you driving? <laughs> we had to buy a second tire this year. I'm talking about problems. Then I had health issues this year. I hurt my back. Don't even know how I hurt it. Thank God it's, it's doing much better. But it hurt my back. I had to get the physical therapy. I'm talking about problems. My, my wife had, has had a tough year of her health this year, her thyroid problem and not feeling good and, and just tired a lot. She, problems. I, I told you not, not, not long ago, one, one of my sons was, was so sick. He lost about 20 pounds, mixed six weeks of school. I'm talking about problems. Last month, my brother, 46 years old, the brother I grew up with, shared a room with, he died. I preached his funeral with tears streaming down my face. Talking about problems. To top it all off, my dog ran away. I'm not making this up. I feed you. I pet you. How you going to run away? The dog ran away. But I have decided in life, no matter the problems, problems will not stop me. I'm going to allow problems to propel me forward into what God has for me instead of push me backwards and to limit me and to trap me. And to say, well, I got too many problems to live greater. Well, Joseph had problems. Herbert got problems. You got problems. That's not the issue. The issue is how will you respond? to your problems. That will determine if you live greater because a life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. Number three is this. There's a third area. You have to respond the right way if you're going to live greater. Number three is power. You got to respond right to power. Joseph lived a greater life because he responded the right way to power. Joseph had a towel mentality, not a title mentality. He was a servant. He got thrown into a foreign land, and he was at Potiphar's house. He served Potiphar's house so well. He served Potiphar that Potiphar said, man, I'm going to put you in charge of the whole house the way you're working. And Joseph elevated and he got greater power in the house because he had a tiled mentality, not a title mentality. When he was thrown in the prison, he was in the prison. He just served in the prison. He served the prison warden. He was doing such a good job and serving so well. The prison warden said, you know what? I'm just going to put you in charge of the whole prison with your work ethic, with your heart, with your attitude. You're trustworthy. You have a servant's heart. You just run the entire prison. And he was promoted in the prison because he had a tiled mentality, not a title mentality. And friends, the next thing you know, because he had a servant's heart because he was willing to serve people. He gets in front of Pharaoh the king and Pharaoh put, makes him second in charge of Egypt. It was not a coincidence. God was blessing him because he had a tile mentality, not a title mentality. And now he's second in charge of Egypt. God knows how to promote you. You just serve. 
God knows how to elevate you. You just serve. And now he's second in charge of Egypt. There was seven years of abundance, and Joseph put food away for seven years to feed lots of people. And now there's seven years of famine, and there is no food in the land. People are hungry, and they got to come to Joseph to get food. And one day, his brothers show up, hungry and need food. Joseph recognizes them. Years have went by, and they don't recognize Joseph. He's got the power. He's large and in charge. You boys, remember what you did to me? You don't recognize me. I recognize you. Oh, snap, it's going down today. And Joseph could get even. Joseph could retaliate. But Joseph responded the right way to power. And his brothers thought, when their dad died, they were living in Egypt. They thought, Joseph is going to get even with us for how we treated him. And I want you to notice what the Bible says. His brothers say this in Genesis 50, verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrong we did to him? And notice a few verses later, Genesis 50, verse 18. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before, jo before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Joseph said, I cannot misuse my power. God gave me this position. God gave me this power. God gave me this influence. And God did not give me this power to serve myself. God did not give me this power to get even with you. He gave me this power to save many lives, to serve people. That's why I have this power. I'm going to use this power in the right way. And at some point in your life, some of the people who have hurt you the most in some way, shape, or form one day will be at your mercy. You'll have the power. How will you respond when you have the power? Maybe it's a dad or mom that walked out on you, that did not raise you, that hurt you, that abused you, that neglected you. And now you're older in life and they're getting older in life and you're an adult and and they're kind of in their elderly years and struggling and they reach out to you and they need your help. They need your assistance. And you think about how they weren't there for you in life. How do you respond when you've got the power? Maybe it's a sibling, a brother or a sister that hurt you, that wounded you. And, and you haven't talked in years and there's been tension in the relationship for years. And, and all of a sudden things are not going well in their life and things are going pretty good for you. And they reach out to you. And they need your help. Their children reach out to you. They need, their, they need your help. And you, you, memories flood your mind of childhood and what they did and what they said. And how do you respond when you've got the power? Maybe it's your ex. And it was a horrible divorce. Things were said. Things were done that you can't believe. They hurt you. They wounded you. And now some years have gone by and there's a custody issue. There's a health issue. There's a financial issue. And they need you. 
And you've got the power. How do you respond when you've got the power? Maybe it's some of your coworkers and they lied about you, kept you from getting the promotion. They talked bad about you, made you look bad, made you look like you're not doing your job. But all of a sudden, a year later, you still got promoted and now you're the boss. Oh, snap. Hold me back, children. It's going down in here. Holla at you, boy. I got the power now. How do you respond? When you've got the power, how you respond to power will determine if you live greater. A tile mentality, a title mentality, a service mentality, or a get even mentality. How you respond to power is so critical to living a life that's greater. Some of you have noticed my theme. I'm working the peas today. Some of you are just unaware. What are you talking about? Pain problems. Stay with the preacher today. Come on, somebody. Power. There's a fourth area as we look at Joseph that's so critical that you respond the right way to. Number four is prosperity. How you respond to prosperity will determine if you live greater. Joseph lived greater because he responded to prosperity in the right way. It's very important that you understand a powerful truth about prosperity. Here's the truth. Whatever you are before prosperity happens, before the blessing happens, before the raise happens, before the increase happens, you will be the same person after it happens. So if a person is a thief before the blessing happens, they'll be a thief after the blessing happens. If they're addicted before the blessing happens, they'll be addicted after the blessing happens. If they're stingy before the increase happens, they'll be stingy after the increase happens. If they're selfish before the increase happens, they'll be selfish after the increase happens. You see, let me, let me explain something to you. All prosperity does is magnify who you already are. It does not change who you are. And I say that because there are people that think that, no, 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 no. If I get more, I'll be different. That's not true. Whoever you already are, it will just magnify who you already are. Sometimes I'll hear people say something like this. Oh, pastor, if I get $10 million, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to help missionaries all around the world. I'm going to help widows and orphans. Oh, I'm going to make a big difference and I'm going to give and help a lot of people. No, you're not. Stop that. Stop all that. You don't tithe now with $40,000 a year. Come on, you don't help no widows now. You don't have no orphans now. You had not helped one missionary your whole life. Why do you think you're going to change if you get $10 million? But there's this thinking that, no, 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 no. If I get more, I'll respond differently. No, 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 no. It's how you respond to what, what you already have that really matters. And Joseph responded the right way to prosperity. And friends, when, when Joseph came to increase in prosperity, he responded the right way because his heart and his resources were already yielded to God. I want you to notice this in Genesis chapter 41 and verse 56. It says, when the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened. I think that's interesting terminology as I was studying because there were many storehouses and there's no way Joseph opened them personally. But the Bible is, 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 is letting us in on something. Joseph had control. The resources were at his finger. He controlled the resources. So the Bible says Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians for the famine was severe throughout Egypt. And it says this, and all the whole world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph. Now, now, Joseph, he didn't sell grain to all of them himself personally, but the Bible's letting us know 
he had control. Prosperity was his. Increase was his. He was in charge of the resources. It says because the famine was severe everywhere. St. Friends, Joseph understood that God did not bless him with resources just for his consumption. He knew he was blessed to be a blessing. And I love this. Joseph was a businessman. He supplied food for hundreds of thousands of people, more than likely millions of people. They were starving because of a famine. He, he, he had employees, thousands of families were employed to ensure the food was distributed properly. And so he's, he's providing for thousands of family jobs. Joseph realized, I am blessed to be a blessing. People who live greater, they understand I'm blessed to be a blessing. Why would God give us more if we don't steward well what we already have, what God's already blessed us with? If we don't steward that well, why would God give us more? Joseph realized, I'm blessed to be a blessing. And I want you to notice something. It's really powerful. Genesis chapter 50, verse 21. His brothers are, 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 are living in Egypt. Their dad has died. And it says this, so then don't be afraid. Joseph says, I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph provided for his knucklehead brothers and their family. I'm talking about his brothers who hated him and sold him into slavery, but Joseph knew he was blessed to be a blessing. Friends, the question is not, can God get it to you? That's what some people say, can God get it to me? That's not the question. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. God is the owner of everything. He, he's not lacking. He, he knows how to get resources to you. The question is not, can God get it to you? The question is, can God get it through you? God blesses the generous because he can get resources through them. People who live greater are generous people. I love Proverbs chapter 11. I want to share it with you out of the message version. It's powerful out of any translation in the Bible, but I want you to hear how the message says it. It says the world of the generous get larger and larger, greater. The world of the stingy, they don't respond right to resources and prosperity, the Bible says it gets smaller and smaller. You see, generous people's world, their resources, their life, it just gets larger and larger. But stingy people, their world, their, their resources, their influence, their life gets smaller and smaller because they think that all that they have is just for them. And verse 25 says, it's the one who blesses others is abundantly Bless. God says, I know how to get it to them. Those who help others are helped. The question today is not, can God get it to us? The question is, can God get it through us? God blesses people who respond the right way to resources, to prosperity, to blessing, to increase. And one of the right responses is generosity. And I, I want to just brag on people's church. I'm so proud of you all. There were 350 families throughout this series that filled out a generosity card. I'm proud of you. 350 families said, you know, I'm going to either get started giving, being generous. Not, it's not all about me. 350 families said, some said, I'm going to start tithing, giving 10% of my income to God's house, the local church where I worship. Some said, you know what, Pastor, I'm a tither. I'm going to start giving to dream builders and helping build the dream and the children in Haiti that we support, and it costs a minimum of $24,000 to keep 
our prison location going at Mabel Bassett and all the outreach that we do and support the missionaries around the world. People said, Man, I'm going to give, I'm going to give. And this really blessed me. I, I want to brag on all of you today. There were over 300 families that filled out a three-month tithe challenge card. They said, I don't tithe right now, but I want to test God and trust God. And here's what I want you to know. As you tithe and give, God knows how to get it to you. The real question is, can he get it through you? And as you honor God, I'm telling you, he's going to bless your life. God wants us to live larger, not for ourselves. He wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing and help other people and resource other people and get the gospel around the world and see more changed lives. Oh, man, God, help us live greater and have greater influence for your kingdom. I'm excited for our miracle offering. My wife and I have been praying. If you're part of our church family, I hope you're praying as well of giving your best offering on December the 3rd that we can expand our reach and expedite our reach in helping more people and reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's what I want you to know as I wrap up this series. How you respond to pain, how you respond to problems, how you respond to power, how you respond to prosperity will determine if you live greater. Life is 10% what happens to you. And it's 90% how you respond to it. Respond right to pain, to problems. Respond right to power. Respond right to prosperity. And watch how your life gets larger and larger and larger for the glory of God.